Welcome to Sights and Sounds, a series of podcasts presented by the Gotham Center for New York City History for Open House New York Weekend. In this episode, Sergei Kadinsky talks about the Ridgewood Reservoir in Highland Park between Brooklyn and Queens. The source of water for Brooklyn until the consolidation of the five boroughs provided the borough with access to the Croton Aqueduct. Kadinsky, a New York City Parks Department analyst, is the author of Hidden Waters of New York City, a history and guide to 101 forgotten lakes, ponds, creeks, and streams in the five boroughs. For more podcasts like this and for more Gotham Center programming, visit us at gothamcenter.org and sign up to our mailing list. Thanks for listening. On a hilltop that is part of the glacial terminal moraine that stretches the length of Long Island from the tip of Montauk all the way west towards Bay Ridge. This section of the terminal moraine is mostly known as the cemetery belt, built in the 1840s to maximize the amount of burial space by taking land from both counties, Brooklyn and Queens, long before they joined New York City. The site of the reservoir was acquired by the city of Brooklyn back in 1856 to quench the thirst of its growing population. Water for this reservoir was supplied by damming streams that ran from north to south along the south shore of Long Island. So waterways along the south shore, such as the Massapequa Parks Lake, Hempstead Reservoir, also known as Hempstead Lake, uh, Springfield Pond in Springfield, Queens, Brookville Park in southern Queens, were all dammed to make way for this reservoir. Water from the reservoir was then channeled into a conduit that ran along Sunrise Highway and the eponymously named Conduit Avenue in southern Queens and Brooklyn. Upon reaching Atlantic Avenue, the water was then forced upward against gravity through what was called a force tube. And in Cypress Hills, Brooklyn, there is a short street called Force Tube Avenue. The force tube then had its end at the top of the hill, which became Ridgewood Reservoir. In its heyday, the reservoir was operated by Brooklyn Waterworks, receiving more than 10 million gallons of water every day. But as the population of Brooklyn continued to exceed the supply of water provided by Brooklyn Waterworks, eventually a referendum was held in 1898 on whether the city of Brooklyn should unite with the city of New York, which at the time comprised just of Manhattan and the Bronx, to create Greater New York, which also includes the boroughs of Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Part of the deal included access to the Catskill, Delaware, Croton water system, which would greatly exceed the needs of Brooklyn's water supply and serve it in the decades to come. It was a very close referendum, and Brooklyn voted to join Greater New York. From that point on, Ridgewood Reservoir declined in its importance, and by 1959 was no longer needed. From that point, it became a backup reservoir. In 1988-9, the reservoir was entirely decommissioned and left to the devices of nature. Trees grew, algae bloomed, wetland plants grew in its three basins, and it became an informal wildlife refuge. The National Audubon Society recorded the reservoir as being a habitat for 137 birds. The Parks Department counts 151 birds that have traveled through and resided in this former reservoir. Adjacent to the reservoir is the 101-acre Highland Park, which was acquired by New York City from the old Skank Farm between 1906 and 1908. The layout of the park is very much uh, similar to that of Prospect Park and Central Park in the style of Frederick Olmsted. In its initial design, the park included a small lake, a fountain, a garden, a stone arch bridge, and winding paths that respected the local topography. 
To some extent, the natural beauty of Highland Park and Ridgewood Reservoir has been compromised in the 1930s by the construction of the Interborough Parkway, renamed in 1997 as Jackie Robinson Parkway. As you can see on the map, the parkway is a very narrow, two-lane road in each direction that zigzags its way through the cemetery belt. Because when Robert Moses built highways, very often he encountered neighborhood opposition, and dead people can't protest. So, a few dozen bodies were moved to make way for this highway. The parkway itself is a descendant of earlier parkways in New York City, such as Eastern Parkway and Ocean Parkway and Mashaloo Parkway, that were designed to create a road for cars with green shoulders on each side that had paths for horses, bicyclists, and pedestrians. This highway, however, is entirely a highway. It's a parkway only in the sense that commercial vehicles and trucks are not allowed on it. Notice how it abruptly ends at Jamaica Avenue. It could have been extended longer, but that would have involved going through neighborhoods and going through neighborhood opposition. By the 1990s, the National Audubon Society had recorded this former reservoir as a habitat for birds. In 1990s, the city's Department of Environmental Protection decommissioned this unused reservoir, and from there until 2004, it was a place for bird watching, a place for illicit meetings, a place for homeless encampments, and 2004, when it was announced that the Parks Department would annex the reservoir, adding 50 additional acres to the existing Highland Park, New York Times found a squatter in there named Luis Rodriguez, of 31 years old, who said, quote, It is totally different living here. You're in the city, but you're far away from it. Further distancing himself from the city, Rodriguez had to lower himself down the steep 40-foot walls just to get into this forested basin that was the reservoir. Soon after, of course, uh, he was expelled from the reservoir, and on July 7, 2004, there was a handover ceremony that gave this former uh, reservoir to the Parks Department. In 2008, the Parks Department courted controversy when proposed turning the 31-acre third basin of the Ridgewood Reservoir into a sports field as part of a larger program to combat childhood obesity and encourage active sports. At $50 million, the proposal would have meant cutting down nearly 500 trees while leaving the other two basins as nature preserves. There was a huge outcry from environmental groups, preservationists, community groups that resulted in its cancellation. And so all three of the basins are kept as a nature preserve. Thinking back to this uh, 2008 controversy, it reminds me that parks are a democracy that serves many interest groups. You have your bird watchers, soccer players, baseball players, bicyclists, sunbathers, swimmers, and so many other groups that use the parks, and it is always a careful balance to ensure that each group is represented in its park and has its needs met. Curiously beyond the reservoir is the cemetery belt on the Brooklyn-Queens border. The largest cemetery on the cemetery belt is the Cemetery of the Evergreens, a 225 burial park designed by noted landscape architects Andrew Jackson Downing and Alexander Jackson Davis. It is similar in design to Greenwood Cemetery and Woodlawn Cemeteries with roadways that follow topography, with plenty of space between the graves. Cemeteries such as Evergreens used to have a lot of ponds inside their borders that date back to the last ice age when they were left over as glacial kettle ponds, pieces of ice that fell off the larger glacier and melted in place, resulting in a natural depression. But over the years, as the population of the dead has increased, some of the ponds have since been filled to make way for more graves. Another cemetery nearby is the Cypress Hill Cemetery, which also had a pond until the 1980s. Directly next to the former reservoir, you see a hilltop made of landfill that recently was shored up through retaining walls. This was the site of Banzer's Pond, a private park used as a beer garden that lasted into the 1930s, 
when the large German community moved on to other places. Looking over the hilltop that's adjacent to Highland Park, they also tell you that every cemetery has its ghost stories, and for the Cypress Hill Cemetery Belt, that ghost is Mary Wonder. On March 19, 1884, Wonder walked into Banzer's Hotel, right next to the reservoir, asking for lodging. She was bleeding from a gunshot wound to her head. Wonder had become a widow nearly a year before the incident. It was believed that she had attempted suicide at her husband's Cypress Hill's grave, but no gun was found at the cemetery. Her two sons were also never seen in public after their father's death. In the year after the loss of her husband, Wonder wandered aimlessly around the country. A New York Times article following this incident had described her as, quote, for some time looked upon as insane. The anti-German sentiment that followed the First World War, as well as the enactment of a prohibition, dealt the end of business to Cypress Hills Park, also known as Banzer's Hotel. This 13-acre park operated as a picnic ground then, until 1933 when Interborough Parkway took over a portion of the park. The rest of this former private park was acquired by Congregation Emanuel, the historic Manhattan Reform Synagogue, for cemetery land, but no one is buried here, so it is unused cemetery. The Ridgewood Reservoir is not the only unused reservoir in the city that has become recommissioned as a park. Other prominent examples include the Williamsbridge Oval in the Northwest Bronx, also a former reservoir until the mid-1930s, Highbridge Park in Washington Heights of Manhattan, which has a very unique example of a former reservoir that is now an Olympic-size public swimming pool right next to Highbridge, the Roman-style aqueduct bridge that brings water from the Bronx to Manhattan. Another example of a former reservoir-turned-park is Mount Prospect Reservoir, which is sandwiched between the Brooklyn Museum Brooklyn Botanic Garden, and the main branch of the Brooklyn Public Library. It sits on a hilltop, like all reservoirs, built in a topography that allowed water to naturally make its way down into the surrounding homes. But of course, some of the apartment buildings and offices have water towers, as they exceed the height of the water system. Throughout New York City, there are many other examples of former reservoirs that have since become either park space or water bodies within a park. These examples include Williamsbridge Oval in Northwest Bronx, Highbridge Park Swimming Pool, the large Jackie Kennedy Onassis Reservoir in Central Park, and the smaller Great Oval of Central Park. In Bryant Park, the site of the main branch of the New York Public Library was built on a former Murray Hill Reservoir. In Brooklyn, there's also Mount Prospect Park, which is next to Prospect Park, a hilltop sandwiched by Brooklyn Public Library, Brooklyn Botanic Garden, and the Brooklyn Museum. And on Staten Island, there's Silver Lake Park, which envelops a reservoir. All of these examples show that within New York City, there's a long history of creative reuse of former infrastructure for public space. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sights and Sounds. Be sure to check out the rest of our podcast at GothamCenter.org and sign up to our mailing list to find out about other programming here at the Gotham Center for New York City History.